know how it's it's easy for you to talk Canadian. Yeah, you just say sorry. Well, how say uh, what is this about? What is this about? Yeah, but you you actually do do that a little bit naturally. Yeah, well, it's because the Midwest. Yeah, but I can do I can do Irish a little bit. Uh, you just gotta really pronounce your R's. You know, like it's been a hard day. Did mm-hmm. you hear it there at all? It's been a yeah. It's been a hard day in the garden. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a waste of time. Here we go. Five seconds. Yes, we're, I'm ready. everyone and welcome back to the declamation of independence podcast my name is logan and i'm austin and today is friday april 3rd and one of the things that i did want to address right off the bat austin is i noticed on our last two podcasts when we were talking about the coronavirus as it's you know been a large topic over the course of the last couple of weeks um is the fact that i had actually mentioned that in america we only had 276 million people and this was my fault. I didn't even pay attention. I had the 276 stuck in my head from a previous number, probably when I was in high school. Um, but the actual number is closer to 330 million people in America. So if anybody was listening back to that and heard that, one of the things that we like to do is correct ourselves if we're wrong. That way we're giving out you know, accurate information. Um, so I did just want to make that adjustment. So just so everybody knows, in case you were taking a test and needed the answer to that question, we are, I think it's at 329 million. So we're closer to 330 million people than 276. Um, but that just goes to further on my point of what I was saying, which is, you know, still, and every time I bring this up, more and more cases are coming up. Now we're over 200,000. Um, but still, the, the point I think you guys were able to follow. But last time we were talking, we also mentioned that we were going to continue on the stimulus bill. We had just briefly brought it up and shared um, kind of initial thoughts over uh, the bill itself and kind of what it entails. So would you like to touch base a little bit more on that? Uh, yeah, um, we only covered a couple things, I believe. We only really covered the what individuals would get, what married couples would get. Um, all the Americans, essentially, is the $1,200 for uh, the individuals, $2,400 for a married couple. To, um, that's the total. And the other thing we talked about was the, I think, the extra $600 for unemployment that they added on already on top of what people would normally get for it. But we haven't really talked about anything else, and that's what we will do the remainder of the episode um i thought that possibly <laughs> bro that sounded so clunky i'm sorry you killed me there i gotta turn on my heater you're making me hot <clears throat> you gotta turn it on and it's making you hot or you're shut up <laughs> shut up i said that wrong um uh, where do you want to pick up from i don't know well, I said in Austin, you want to talk a little bit more about the stimulus bill, so 10 seconds and then you pick up. Because um, I actually do want to address that $1,200, so maybe as you say that, you can say, Logan, I know that, well, I don't know when a good point to jump in is because I That's literally I just tossed it to you. No, so you tossed toss it, to it back to me. Yeah, you tossed it to me, and I'm going to say, yeah, uh, I mean, all we did was talk about the, I'm not doing it right now, I'm just telling you what I'll do. Yeah. Um, well, I'll talk about how you had the $1,200 for 
each adult individual, independent adult individual. Um, I'm like, did you have anything more to say about that? that we yeah, heard? you can be like, and, and uh, Logan, I know that you had a little bit more to share on that because it does, it's based off of their income. Like yeah. not every adult get, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. So five seconds, I'll, I'll do 10 it. second yeah. break and then you just pick up. Yeah, we uh, talked about the $1,200 for per individual, um, American individual that are independent, and the $2,400 if you're a married couple. Um, did you have anything more to talk about on that topic? Yeah, so last time I didn't mention this, um, but the $1,200 is for individuals who earn 75000 or less in their gross income. Um, if you receive, or excuse me, if you earn 75000 or less, you are eligible for that $1,200. Um, and that means if you're a married couple, that would obviously be twice as much, so 150000 But the payment actually scales down by your income, meaning uh, I believe it phases out entirely at 99000 So if somebody earns 99000 or above, they aren't going to be receiving anything, any sort of money from that stimulus bill. It's only for people who make 75000 or less if you're single. Or again, if you're married, it's $150,000. Um, so if you're at the 85000 mark, for example, that $1,200 is going to scale down a little bit. And I'm not sure the exact numbers, but you might receive you know, closer to 900 instead of the full 1200 with it you know, completely phasing out at 99000 um, for somebody who's single. And if you're married, that's going to be 198,000. So if you're a married couple and you and your spouse make over 198,000, you're not going to be receiving any of that, um, stimulus money. So that was the only thing that I did want to add. I believe that we did discuss that it's an additional $500 per child in the household. I believe that we had mentioned that. And if not, I am now. Um, but yes, other than that, that was the only other thing that I wanted to add to further give everybody the information. Yeah, and that's actually quite high. Um, <laughs> the what was 75,000 per individual. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's because a lot of these people that do have the higher paying jobs are also losing their jobs. They're not able to collect any a check at this point. So that helps them. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's high up there. If you're making over a hundred thousand dollars for an individual, you probably don't need the $1,200. <laughs> if yeah. you're smart enough, you'll have saved, you have money saved and you won't need that $1,200. It's really nothing to you. So, I mean, that makes sense um, that they actually thought the process, you know? Yeah. And, and furthermore on that, just to kind of break it down, because the whole point of this bill is to stimulate the economy, right? The point is to give people who might not have the additional funds um, to get that disposable income. That way, hopefully, they will go out and spend it and help boost our economy. So they, the thought process is, is that if you make, you know, $100,000, chances are you have disposable income and that you can go out and spend some money into the economy. Um, a lot of I know that when we've been talking about this, me and you like to save money. But the point of this bill is really to get people to spend it. You know, it's to get that money back out into the economy, which is why they have that stipulation of if somebody makes X amount, then, you know, they're not going to be receiving any. But that's the thought process behind it. So uh, when you get it, a lot of people I, I've noticed that they're attaching this to the coronavirus, which 
it, it plays a role, but not a large role. Um, and what I mean by that is this bill is, it was passed with the intention to stimulate the economy. And the economy is down right now because of the coronavirus. It's not the government saying, hey, we know that you guys are dealing with the coronavirus. Here's $1,200. It's them trying to build it back up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I know, no, that's. I, I yeah. just, I've heard from people saying, like, oh, well, you know, this $1,200 is great, but, you know, I'm still, I work in the healthcare field and, you know, this isn't helping me, you know, being at risk for coronavirus. And you're absolutely right. It's not. It, there's no amount of money that you can put for our. Uh, medical field workers who are on the front lines. But keep in mind that this is kind of separate. The intention of this is not for us to deal with the coronavirus. It's to build back up the economy. So I think that's an important distinction to know and to kind of, um, you know, have that in your in your thought process moving forward. Yeah, because I mean, the reality of it is businesses run our country. And that's not a bad thing. That's how it should be. And that's how we are who we are <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's it, well and and you had said it when i was listening back to the podcast you said it great on i believe it was two podcasts ago um you had said you know the coronavirus is going to pass and when it does we still need our economy functioning and that's the concept you know it's it's yes this sucks and this is a very very you know terrible thing that's going on right now but the point of this is after it's taken care of, because there will be a day that this is over with. Um, nobody knows when. I still see it taking, you know, another couple months. Um, but when it is said and done, the point is to have our economy back up and running. That way we can get back into the normal swing of things. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, literally exactly <laughs> how it is and how it should be and how it's going to that's how we're going to have to, that's how it's going to have to be for our country once we get done with this. Um, and it's going to be tough. Definitely. It's going to be tough, especially with a lot of people with our human nature. Like I talked about in the past, how once you're lazy and you're lazy for a period of time, it's hard to get out of that funk. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that people will get out of it quicker <laughs> than get back to the low employment, which was a super low percentage. And now it's like, I think like they said, 6 million people, I could be wrong. Somewhere around that filed unemployment the past week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's going to be quite a bit of people to hope that they work together and get out of that funk once it comes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the unemployment as well. Um, I don't think we have anything more to add there. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's $600 extra per week for uh, up to four months. So, I mean, we already kind of hit on that. Now, what we didn't talk about was the loans to the industries. Do you know how much the uh, bill had for um, industries? I do not. You don't have it? Um, $500 billion. So, yeah, that's that's a big amount. And I, I can't remember if that was on the original bill that the Senate came up with. I know the majority of it was for the industries, was for the businesses. And the Democrats didn't like that. They didn't like how we were trying to bail out all these big companies. Mm -hmm. But which that's where we all have that. That's where we're all kind of mixed up, right? That's why we all argue is because 
other people think that businesses don't matter and that the people matter. But the businesses matter so that the people can grow, they can have careers, they can enjoy their life. It's because of the businesses that employ everyone. So when these businesses don't have money, they have to let go of the people. And then that's when all these people are upset because they don't have jobs. And they. So where do you think is the most relief? Who needs that is the industries. So that's why they did that, because we need to bail them out so they can keep employing us. Yes. (laughs) And you have to have kind of like a bird's eye view on the situation to fully understand it, because it's not just, you know, a lot of people might think of it as we're trying to bail out businesses and help them, you know, stay afloat, which is part of the, the reason. Absolutely. But you mentioned one of the one of the things just to get people back to work, right? You want to make sure that the businesses are still there. That way people still have jobs to come back to. Another thing to think about um, is the fact of if these businesses tanked and if they actually did go under and start closing, not only would people be unemployed, but that would then make the market less competitive. And everybody should know that the more competitive a market is, the better it is for the consumer because it keeps the cost low. So, for example, if you had gas is a bad example, I was going to use that. But if you had like a mom and pop store and there was only two in your town and one of them had to close, the other one theoretically could charge whatever price they wanted for their goods. And they don't have any direct competition to say otherwise. So it is good for the consumers. And that's another point of view is to kind of think of it that way, other than just having people be unemployed from this is you know, bailing out these businesses actually does help us. It keeps costs and, and prices low for certain things. That way, inevitably, when we do come back to work, the money that we're earning can actually buy us more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's common sense at a certain degree, right? I mean, it's, it makes sense. There's nothing else. It can't be any other way. It's, it doesn't work out any other way. So, I mean, that, that's that's the most that's the most important thing i think uh for this whole stimulus is for the industries that's number one um this they're gonna it's just gonna help everyone out where they're gonna also i think that bill there's a lot involved with it there's a lot of details um we don't have that information i don't have any of that it pulled up at all i'm not sure what you have pulled up in front of you but uh i know it talks about a lot of that is like the taxes for employers, like not employers, employees, they don't have to pay the, what's it called? Something with the paychecks. Income tax? There's some type of tax that they have to pay for each employee. And they stopped that for, I think. The, oh, the like employers have to play, uh, pay to the, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for like the paycheck yes. and all that stuff. There's something that relieves them and that's part of that. And I'm also feel like it's a loan. It's not like they're giving them the money and they're keeping it and they're, they're good to go. It's, it's essentially a loan that they'll have to pay back interest free. So they'll, they'll eventually, once they start, once this is all out of it, they start making more money. They'll have to pay that money back. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's like a huge thing on there there's not like uh i know there's no interest i don't know if there's like a certain time they have to pay it back but either way it's a loan so the government is still getting that money from the businesses so Mm -hmm. 
people shouldn't feel bad like think oh why are they giving money to all these industries no they're gonna have to pay it back so Mm -hmm. that's better than just handing out the money and not seeing it in return And the government's bailed out companies before this is just a a large bailout for a variety of different you know businesses and corporations and it's because you know nobody's seen this coming right obviously it affects the coronavirus has affected more than more than probably even you and I will understand. Um, but, you know, it, 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 one thing that I seen that was kind of funny was how we're told as citizens and as people, we're told that we're supposed to, and I, I just found this kind of funny, that we're supposed to budget for like six months pay. Have you ever heard of that? Of like having six months of your pay stowed away for a rainy day or in case something happens. It's to, I've always heard like two months pay. I never heard that Not far six, out. See, I've always heard six months that you want to save up enough. That way you can pay your bills for six months in case something happens or if you get laid off or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. what, was, what I found that was kind of funny, and I could see where people were going with it, was they were saying that we're told to have six months pay established, but yet these companies and these corporations, their sales drop for one month and it's the end of the world. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I can see that. I can see where you're coming from. I understand your point of view. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, th- there's a lot to it. And you said that you didn't know the time frame because I was going to ask on that of when it would have to be the... paid back. No, yeah, I don't, I, I never actually looked that up. I don't, I can't see it being like having a immediate time frame, like a deadline. I think that just because of everything that's going on, I guarantee that they didn't even talk about that. They probably are going to add that in. I'm assuming. I don't know. And I do have my computer in front of me, but it's pretty much shut down right now and it's not (laughs) plugged in and I don't feel like grabbing the cord. Um, So I can't really look it up. Okay. Well, looks like I'll be doing the uh, podcast from here. (laughs) We're going to have about four listeners understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a Jamie that will pull up everything as quick right. as he does. <laughs> um, but on to the bill, or however you want to call it, the package. It's It talked about the industries. That's a big part of it. The other part was to the hospitals. Um, they set aside a hundred billion dollars for the hospitals. So not even just hospitals, it's healthcare providers, really. Um, It's just grants and that's grants. So that's not even paid back. So the big businesses, industries, they have to pay the money back that they get. The hospitals, healthcare providers, they don't, it's all grants. So this is just a hundred billion dollars for them to get everything they need even build hospitals, which they said they were doing that. I remember Trump talking about they're building a couple hospitals in like New York, like right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> just so they have like the space. So I think that's part of that. So, I mean, that's, that's all good Here's stuff. Thing. I, I've mentioned before that my wife's a nurse and she's in the healthcare field. She's actually one of the most at risk people um, for this because she sees any of the new admits. She's a part of the admissions team. So any, person coming to their facility she's got to meet with so she's really kind of on the front lines um but she was telling me that one of the hospitals up in detroit here in michigan um was actually so full that they're sending some of their covid19 patients people that are confirmed with it 
to other hospitals just because they don't have the space. Um, so yeah, building hospitals and creating that additional space is important. And I think that that is something that's going to be helpful. It's a little bit more reactive than proactive, but then again, you know, nobody really could have foreseen this coming as strong as it did. Um, but it's nice that we're taking those steps, you know, that way in the future, if something happens, um, and, you know, depending on how long this lasts, hopefully, you know, we can see some of those uh, efforts, those relief efforts put into place. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a process and it's, yeah, it's definitely a reaction. <laughs> That's how everyone has been in the world, really. It's hit pretty quick. Um, and we're, I can see it started. December. I don't remember when this started. It started what in December in China, but there's been other viruses, right? That has been all around, but never really made it to us. So I could see why it wasn't as important to us at the time. Like there was no one really thinking about it. And so it actually got here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this whole, the hospitals want to touch back on that. The hundred billion dollars. Um, I also read they would get also get a 20% bump in Medicare payments. So Medicare pays health providers, healthcare for the people that are obviously needing the assistance and they don't have healthcare. They don't have health coverage. So they got a 20% bump on that as well for payments. So there's extra money going into it. Um, we talked about how it's building hospitals and it's, that's where a lot of the money's going. But also if you think about it, a lot of these doctors, a lot of these specialists aren't getting any clients right now because they want, they're focused on the Corona virus. That's what their focus is on. So you're taking all these specialists out of what they do to help focus on coronavirus patients. They have to have money somehow. So that billion dollars, hundred billion dollars is also going to pay them to help that difference of not receiving mm -hmm. like the surgeries, like the, just the simple surgeries that people get, they're yeah. not going to have. It. And that's, it's funny so, uh, because I think yeah. we've, we've talked about me being in higher education. One of the things that we actually just talked about recently, and this is a bit off topic, but it relates is we've seen an increase in surge tech students. And the reason is, is because they've, they've done away with all elective surgeries and only emergent surgeries are the ones that are taking place. And so these people, you know, don't necessarily have a lot to do because there's not a lot of surgeries that are being scheduled. So a lot of them are actually choosing to, to come back to school now. So we've, we've seen an influx of these people come in um, just because of, you know, what's going on and how it's affected their everyday lives. Now, just about everybody else in the medical field, it's the opposite, right? You know, they're super busy and school is the last thing that they're ever going to think about. Um, but it was just kind of interesting how that niche has, has came about. Yeah, it is. It's, that's different for sure. Um, yeah, it's, I was gonna, any like medical, anyone in the medical field who was actually listening, um, I know you understand obviously the whole virus situation a lot more than I do. I'm sure Logan understands it a little bit more than I do just because he has his wife who is in the um, medical field. I have no one really besides my mom, but I'm not around. So Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't hear a lot about it, but uh, I do, I did see something on, I can't remember one of the social media, one of these Trump posted something and someone commented 
it was the most arrogant comment I've ever seen in my life. And it said, all these deaths in America are all on your hands. This is all you're pretty much blaming him for all the deaths. And I'm like, who in their right mind seriously thinks that? There's no way you think that. You think one person can prevent that? And that's what I mean. Anyone in the medical field would absolutely know, like, nah, there's one person yeah. cannot prevent that. <laughs> you understand how viruses work. It, there's nothing you can do to prevent that. You really can't. It's going to happen. So I saw that. I'm like, there's so much hate in people's heart towards one individual that they're literally willing and think they're right by saying these things. I'm like, yeah, how? It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing to me. In the medical field, as part of their former career, they, you know, <laughs> there's nothing that you could really do to prevent this from happening. Um, you could take precautionary measures, but that that's about it. And honestly, you know, if people want to throw blame, the CDC, I believe, was notified in December of this potentially being a thing. And I, I'm not entirely sure because I watch these when I have time. I actually try and watch some of the the addresses that they're doing, whether it's the presidential or local governments, you know, uh, addressing the citizens. And um, the CDC is is usually on there. And, um, you know, they always get asked a lot of questions such as like, hey, you know, you guys had heard about this back in December. Why why haven't we been more prepared for this? And so, you know, I think a more and, and it's not people shouldn't blame anybody. All right. There's no one person in the world that can stop this from happening. Even one nation in the world could stop this from happening because it, it is international and it's affecting a lot of nations. Even if, you know, U.S. had had its stuff together, we could not stop it from, you know, breaking out of, of China into Italy and into some of these other European nations. So, yeah, I, I just think that right now, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of hate in people's hearts. And I think that that's absolutely misguided. Um, it sucks. Obviously it sucks what's going on, but we're in this together, right? We're, we're a part of our society, whether you like our leadership or not, whether you agree with our leadership or not, everybody's just trying to do the best that they can to prevent this from, from continuing and from really getting out of hand. Um, and so for people that are in the medical field, if you're listening, we wanted to say thank you for, for doing what you're doing and we appreciate it deeply. Um, and if you guys have any thoughts or anything that you would like to share or that you would like us to touch base on, just let us know and we'd be more than willing to, to bring it up on our infamous podcast to our tons and tons of listeners out there. Um, was there, was there additional things that you had about the bill that you wanted to cover? Um, I mean, since you talked about your, your thank it all, everyone in the medical field, um, I did want to mention about the positivity there is. I know there probably isn't that everywhere. Um, I'm sure a lot of people in the medical field aren't happy they're there doing that. Um, there are, I'm sh there, obviously there are, there are going to be some like that. And my case, the people I've talked to have been helpful super nice. I actually have a monthly doctor's appointment that I had to set up on. It's like some type of telephone one, like a, it was essentially a telephone appointment. And my insurance through my company doesn't cover 
I don't think they cover it. So I actually called them and they were really helpful. They're super nice. And they, she said, you know what? She goes, I think it's going to cover just because of what's going on. She goes, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to charge you for it. Oh, so really your cool. appointment's going to be free. So they just gave me a free appointment. I mean, yeah, a free visit, really, like mm. phone appointment, essentially. And uh, yeah, they even if it didn't cover it, they said just because of it should be covered, we're just gonna we're not going to bill you for it. So, I mean, there's a lot of nice people. A lot of people are helpful right now that are working. Yeah, absolutely. We do appreciate you. Absolutely. You guys are risking your lives and, and everybody, not just us, everybody appreciates it. Um, was there anything else yeah. before I get into a topic that I really wanted to hear your thoughts on? Was there anything else that you wanted to cover over the bill? Yeah. Yeah, there actually is. Um, um, I know you wanted to cover the whole rest of the bill on one podcast. I wanted to break it up into little episodes, but we're going to, we're going to talk about a few other things on the bill. Um, I actually wanted to touch back on the whole payroll. I actually got a description on it. What mm-hmm. I was telling you about with the industries and businesses, the, uh, so this is what this says. It says businesses would get a tax credit for keeping idled workers on their payrolls during the coronavirus pandemic so long as the businesses meet certain criteria they would get a refund for half of what they spend on wages up to five thousand dollars per worker so it's yeah essentially it's just a credit a tax yeah well it says a tax credit for individuals that are keeping their employees employed where they're not this is this is allowing workers to have power essentially where now the businesses, they're not just going to let you go easy. Like they're going to get rewarded for keeping you, even if you're not really needed. Yep. If that makes sense. Incentive. Yeah. So that's a, I did, I did not talk about that. The state and local governments, they get $150 billion. Now, like we talked about, and this actually brings us back to when the whole fingers being pointed at Trump saying this is his fault. We talked about checks and balances. It's not one person's decision in the U S right. It's, we all have, we essentially each state is like its own country. It seems like (laughs) they have, we have, we have their own, we have our own government. government, Really? They're all different. Yeah. Their own different rules and it's legal to smoke marijuana in Michigan. It's not legal in Texas. So, I mean, we all have guidelines and it's kept in separated from federal. That's why you get your federal income tax or well, I guess state. I don't, I don't even have, I haven't had state income tax or in five, six years since Florida and Texas doesn't have it. So I forgot how that even was or how it comes up on your checks. But uh, that's why they have that because there are state and local governments. And so $150 billion goes to them. And that's for $8 billion set aside for local governments, which are uh, leading tax revenue as only essential businesses remain open and unemployment claims climb by tens of thousands every day. So yeah, it's essentially just giving them extra money to help their local businesses in their state on top of what, uh, what the federal government already did. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that all of this is important for sure, and it's just something a lot of people, you know, they might hear about this bill, and the only thing that they might take away from it is I'm getting 1200 I'm not getting 1200 I'm getting a percent. 
Um, really just know that there are other aspects to this. It's not just about you. Surprise, surprise. Um, so yeah, just, just really, again, as we said last time, we're educators. We just wanted to educate people who might not have had the chance to look through this yet or to, or had the time to look through this yet. Um, but that's kind of essentially uh, a little bit more of why we wanted to discuss this topic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's actually quite a bit to this bill. <laughs> um, I don't know if you wanted to keep on going um, with it. Uh, I know the Pentagon also got $10.5 billion and that's for the defense department, essentially for the people, national guard, all the people helping to uh, like, just like, kind of like, what is it? Rescue, essentially a rescue mission. <laughs> to help these people like these areas in our country that are struggling right so i mean that's extra money for them as well it's because they're not doing what they're normally doing is also just like with the hospitals with the nurses that are focusing more on coronavirus than what they're normally focusing on so i mean right that's also an extra thing let's see minimal aid for insurers that doesn't talk about too much part of the actual stimulus plan. Um, now, it does talk about the self-employed individuals. I've never actually really thought about that. I know, I know some of the people I've seen comments saying, yeah, I, don't get a, I don't get unemployment if I'm self-employed. And I never thought about that. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I guess it says they would get to defer the 6.2% tax they pay on wages that is used to fund social security. So I guess they get some type of relief, um, which will help them for when this is done, obviously help them save money. And it's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things involved and it's crazy how quick they were able to get it out. Yeah. Even with the interruptions, right? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it would have got a lot quicker if there wasn't interruptions. But you know, I'll be positive. There, there has been because House Democrats did go in there. I will, like I said, I'll be positive about it because I try to be positive. It's hard to be sometimes when everything just seems ridiculous. But uh, they were able to sweeten the deal for companies, Americans. Because they had something that they wanted, and we had to come to an agreement and meet in the middle. And they actually did it like within a week, I think. So that was, it was a week longer, but we did get more. I mean, obviously, the checks that we're getting in the mail isn't more, but like businesses got more. There was other things that went to um, different areas that got a little bit more than what we had originally on the um, agreement or the package. The extras, though, was i can't remember the it doesn't tell me in here where the money went but i think like a few like almost like 20 25 million or i don't think it was billion it it could be though because how big this bill was went to nasa um another big chunk went to another art place um a lot of these a lot of them that had nothing to do with this whole coronavirus um deal really i mean like right they weren't it's, I don't know, it's it's really 
there's a lot of weird add-ons into there that really didn't need to be. Um, I'm actually looking here about the healthcare and my appointment that I told you about my doctor's appointment. It was the uh, tele type of tele appointment, whatever. This one says telemedicine investment was 200 million. Um, okay. So for like people so I, to, to have the access and the ability to get on something like Skype or zoom and video conference. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's literally right there. Um, but I mean, that's, that's really it. Majority, like I said, was to the employers, to the hospitals, medic, medical field. Um, that's what's important. Um, I did see on Twitter or it might've been either one of the social media accounts. It's uh, Trump, I think. And I'm not sure they had something posted and it had like all these medical masks in like a storage in New York. Mm -hmm. And the local government there was keeping them inside the warehouse and not giving them out to people. Like they were hiding them essentially, like claiming that they weren't getting anything, getting any assistance from the Trump administration. (laughs) And I didn't talk about it. I would, I don't want to talk about too much because you know, there is a lot of fake news and I don't like being on board with that. So I've, I'll be honest, I didn't research it. So I don't want to talk about too much, but if that is true, it's not surprising and it's unfortunate if it's true it's sad because people are losing their lives and and putting their lives at risk and just to prove a point towards an administration if you're actually withholding that that's people like that should be in jail yeah you'd think but like we said it, it might not be true i mean it could have a lot of false information that's the thing with social media you can't you can't ever tell it's it is hard to find what's real. So that's why you should always do your research and do your best before you make judgments. Yeah. So basically one of the other things that we wanted to discuss on this podcast was in light of the the dark and the grim that's out in the world right now, we wanted to bring up a topic that maybe some people might have fond memories of, or maybe it's something that you've never thought about before um, and kind of just get your mind off of the whole coronavirus and politics for a minute and discuss something that might be a little bit, you know, easier to take on. Um, And I had mentioned this to you before the podcast, um, but one of the things that I just quickly wanted to bring up was in 40 years, what's something that you think people will be nostalgic for? Um, And we kind of had a little bit of a discussion over, you know, what that means and, and what we foresee happening, but what's some of the things that you think maybe in our lifetime as we get into our, our 50s, 60s, 70s, hopefully, Lord willing, um, you know, what, what's something that you could look back on and kind of have that sense of nostalgia for? Yeah, um, you know, to get the uh, you listeners involved with these questions um, and these ideas, um, I'll actually post this same idea on one of the social medias, probably Facebook majority. Um, that's where the majority of people will see our podcast, but I'll have it on my Facebook page and you'll be able to click uh, or even type what you think um, will be in uh, 40 years. So um, we'll also talk about that and get some uh, responses uh, next time if we do get any right. But uh, we did talk about this and I think 
it's already kind of been that way, but CD players, I'd say in like 40 years, people won't even like the younger generation won't even know about mm-hmm. it at all. <laughs> or even mp3 players i mean you don't see that um that's already kind of that way now with the kids so in 40 years for sure that's gonna be one of those yeah and i can see dvd players also following suit they they kind of already are with blu-ray and everything being on smart tvs um one of the things that i that i had mentioned was kind of like those desktop computers right not laptops I could see in, in 40 years there not being really any desktop computers. I can see it being almost all laptop or personal devices. Uh, last time I went to the doctor, which I don't even remember what it was for, I remember I seen the doctor, he came in with like a tablet and he just like propped it into like one of these stands and pulled up my information that way. So I know that the medical field's already doing certain things like that. Uh, but yeah, I think desktops will be something. I think if you have a desktop, you know, here in like 40, 50 years, that's going to be an antique and people are going to look back on it and just remember was spending 10 years working in an office, you know, with a desktop or just have fond memories of maybe playing computer games or something like that. Um one of the other things that you've mentioned, which I think was a, a really good idea um, or a point would have been corded headphones. Uh, I think that, that is another thing that, that people are going to look back on and kind of be nostalgic for. Maybe they'll make a comeback. As of right now, we're going, uh, we're going wireless, uh, but maybe people at some point here in 50 years will say, you know what, I want those headphones that got twisted over my pants and I broke them every two, you know, two days and ripped them out or had them caught in a drawer or something that happened to me all the time. I could never have a pair of headphones for more than about Mm -hmm. three weeks before something happened and I destroyed them Um, or an animal chewed them or whatever. So yeah, I I think I could definitely see corded headphones as well being another thing that people might look back on. Who knows? Maybe it'll make them back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll make a comeback. I, I, it's gonna, it's gonna be. I think it will. I have a. It should be around. It should not. I, mean, I think it will be around. I think it should be around. Um, mainly as like a extra, right? I mean, you ha- already have your Bluetooth devices, and I have the headset as well. That's all Bluetooth, and it's it's nice not having to deal with the cord. Mm. But what happens when that dies? <laughs> now you're like, oh crap! So with the actual cord, yeah. you don't have to worry about that. So that is the one thing. That is the big difference, but with the whole lithium ion age, these batteries last a while and they charge super quick. So it's it will be hard for them to make to the cords make a comeback, really, especially forty years. Um, it'll be interesting to see really right. what they have. <laughs> you won't even see. It'll probably be little tiny things in the ears where you're not even right. going to see it. You know, like they've already got really small earbuds. So I also see yeah, be a interesting. lot of like the, maybe the gaming systems as well being sort of nostalgic. Like Crystal and I, for probably about two to three years, we never even had a DVD player. We never had a VHS player or actually at that point when we were living in our apartment, we didn't have anything. So I had an Xbox from when I was younger 
and we that's how we would like watch dvds and stuff we we could only do it through my xbox and now that you know there's smart tvs and things like that that kind of negates it um some of these gaming consoles maybe like an xbox or something you know in 50 years maybe it's like the the sega of our time or um, i can't even think of like an older gaming con- nintendo 64 that was a big one when i was a kid um, and we actually got to talking about this a little bit crystal and i um we actually ended up getting a nintendo switch because when i was younger i had always played mario kart and mario party and i always thought that those were very fun games and i don't even know when it hit me but one day i woke up and i'm like crystal we should get a switch so we can play like mario kart and mario party and she is not a gamer and uh she said that she would play it and so we ended up getting a switch and and so that's kind of become our our weekend thing that if we have time we'll usually play like a game against each other um if you know if if time permits of course but i can see like gaming consoles like the xbox or the playstation um you know here and i bet everything's gonna turn to virtual reality it's gonna be like everything's gonna have like the the headset where you just like put it on over your face you look like an air force pilot and you know play games that way and i don't know if you've thought about this but side note I don't care what game I was playing. All right. Picture yourself being immersed in that VR experience. Cause I've, I've had an experience with this at my college. We actually, for welcome week, we had like this VR booth set up for students to like come and see. And I did one that was like, you know, the guys in the squirrel suits, like off of red bull that'll like jump and glide through mountains and things like that. You were in a squirrel suit, and so mm-hmm. like, you were you stood on a platform, and the platform would move, and all you could see in here was like and through the goggles, and that was really interesting. And coming from somebody like me, who's actually been skydiving, and I don't even think my stomach dropped for skydiving, but my stomach dropped for that. Like it was so realistic, it was it was kind of interesting, and you had to like hold on to the rails and stuff. Um, but imagine. Have you ever played a VR game or like had any VR experience? Yeah, so yeah, VR is not good with me. It's uh I never actually did like a VR like game where you put it on your head and you move around and do all that, but I did go to Universal. I had the annual pass for Universal and about 60% of their roller coasters are what? VR. So it's I know you're I know what you're doing. I know I know what you mean by uh, mm-hmm. you said that your stomach dropped when you're doing and you're looking at this. Yeah, they they have rides where you'll sit down in there and it's a big screen that just comes to you and yeah. it moves with the screen. So it's it's the VR part of it. But oh my goodness, man, I got so sick on some of those, man. Like it felt real where I was like pushing back like looking away it felt so weird man yeah and it was they had a jimmy fallon ride too and you you shoot through new york city and you literally go up in the sky through new york city and you you go Mm. up and then all of a sudden you just start dropping from Mm. like the empire state building and you're dropping through the ground and oh my goodness it's yeah it's it's something else and it's weird that it's happening not actually yeah really like moving or yeah it's not really doing anything so yeah i can't i can't do them that much though it's yeah. my i get motion sick well and that one so, that i was on too like this the one that i did was a squirrel suit but my boss at the time she had done it and i had 
because like if you're not if you don't have the headset on they they'll have a screen up to where you can see what the other person sees and she did a roller coaster one so i know exactly what you're talking about um hers was more toned down i think it was more for like kids like you went underwater and stuff and i should have asked if she like held her breath (laughs) because that would be interesting to see or like you see somebody (laughs) plug their nose um Mm -hmm. so picture vr and i don't know if you've ever thought about this but i have Picture the simplest, least scary game, like basketball, right? Or football. And picture, because mm-hmm. everything you see is, is in front of you. You have no senses other than what's being given to you through these, you know, electronic things. And so picture playing basketball and just turning around and seeing like a seven foot tall guy that you didn't expect being there. Would you be scared? Like, would that not jump scare you? I think at first, yeah, I'd be jumpy because yeah, it'd be you'd be looking around like felt like there's actually something there, yeah, but it there isn't. The most um, peaceful. I think you get like used to that. The basketball's coming at your face, <laughs> like somebody threw a terrible pass and you weren't ready for it. Like I, I think the most simplest games, and I don't know, I've, I've seen videos of like people playing games with the stuff. I don't know how they don't get scared. Like especially if you're playing a scary game, like I could, I would totally be afraid. But I could see stuff even like basketball, like I said, just like turning and seeing a ball come at you or or turning around and and seeing like three guys there that you weren't expecting. Like that would freak me out. So I don't know if I'd ever jump on the the VR bandwagon. I think it'd be cool to have to kind of like experience. Maybe, you know, maybe when we're older, instead of taking our kids to Disneyland, we just get them the roller coaster VR. (laughs) Then as a family, we sit on the couch and do it together. Who knows, man? But uh yeah, yeah, that that would take yeah, that would bring a lot of these amusement parks. It would take them out of business for sure. They'd have to get on board with like Disney and Universal, where that's like majority of their roller coasters now, and you can have a lot more obviously because there's not as much space right. that it takes up. So, um, that's where it's gonna be. That's yeah, how it's going. That's, so that's why I yeah, think some of the, the more I could see standard that. gaming consoles. Even like kind of like how Game Boys are now, you know, they're they're pretty nostalgic for for most people who grew up playing Game Boys. Um, I could see that being the same way for like Xbox, and I have an emotional attachment to to my Xbox because that's I've literally had it my entire life. And Crystal and I, for years, only ever watched things through my Xbox. Um, so yeah, I could see that being one, and one of the other just. Just real quick, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I just want to run this by you. And I know that we said that we're going to get off this dark and grim topic, but I'm going back there. Um, (laughs) What do you think is going to be the cause of your death? Now, it doesn't have to be like scary, like, oh, diabetes or something. What do you think, like, if you had to think about it, do you think it's going to be, like, driving? Do you think it's going to be doing something adventurous? Do you think it's going to be sheer luck, like, lightning strikes you? What do you think it would be for you, or what are, like, the most likely scenarios for you, do you think? So, it might be different now, because I'm I'm kind of going on the path where I'm not as... I don't get, I try not to be judgmental to other people, but usually when I'm out and about, I'm, I'm really like, it's hard for me not to be judgmental not to be annoyed by certain people and like someone like just like short temper, <laughs> short temper to a point where it's like, if someone says something or does something to me, 
I'd be, I'd just get mad or I'll say something or I'll, like, I won't be scared. I'll just tell them exactly like, Hey, what's going on, man? Like, what's up? Like I could see myself be killed by either wow. getting shot, <laughs> saying something to a wrong person or even like road rage, like something with that, because that's, that's just, that's, what's really where my weakness is. And I could see that happening, but obviously it's, I'm trying to move on the path where I'm not, so I'm not as much like that. So, I mean, to a degree, right. I, I could see that be, <laughs> um, it's hard to make a joke about it, but I mean, if you think of like where your weaknesses are and what could be, um, risky, and that's one of them for sure. Um, I could, I yeah. could really see that. I think for me, mine's, mine's, I could obviously have no idea. And if I did, I think that that would freak me out. Like, if you actually knew yeah. how you were gonna die, would that freak you out? Like, if you knew it was in a car, would you avoid? Cars? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd yeah, ever go so in a car. I, I don't want to <laughs> know, but I, I'd like to think that mine would be something kind of fun. Right, like either doing something crazy like whitewater rafting again or, or surfing in the ocean and just like being swallowed by great white. I think that would be kind of interesting. Uh, something like that. I think some activity is a high probability for me um, without getting like too real about my diet and stuff. <laughs> like I eat a lot of meat, so it could be it could be my heart for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't do the mix of vegetables like I should. I, I, in my philosophy, my mm-hmm. thought process, I know people that eat vegetables, so that's good enough for me. I can live vicariously through them. But uh, I could see doing something like that, or maybe just doing like a dumb errand, right? Like maybe, maybe going outside playing with my dog, and like the ball gets loose, and like a truck comes out of nowhere, or Crystal asked me to go get milk, and and man, this is kind of sad. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I I've, I've never thought about like what I think the cause would be. I hope it's natural. Uh, you know, I hope it's obviously not not something that could have been avoided. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just found that kind of interesting to to think about because death scares me. It's one of like my biggest fears in life. Actually, it's probably my number one biggest fear in life, and I can't usually talk about it unless it's in like a lighthearted situation, like. Oh yeah, no. Logan's gonna get hit with a basketball in the face, and that's gonna cause <laughs> that, that's gonna be his downfall. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just found that kind of interesting to kind of think and and see, like, wonder. You know, I wonder what might be the cause of it. As of right now, Crystal and I do a lot of crazy yeah. things, like uh, you know, adrenaline-seeking things, like actually riding roller coasters. <laughs> um, so unless there's like mm-hmm. final destination stuff going on, maybe something like that. Uh, yours was more real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and cause I, well, and mine would be a lot of that too, but like with our lifestyle is our life is not just us anymore. When we got married, we, reuni- we, we united as one as a couple, right? So everything that you do, she does the majority of it. You guys are interested in those things. I'm interested in the thrill seeking um, things to do like roller coasters, mm-hmm. skydiving. I'd love to do stuff like that. And, but my, it's not my life anymore because my wife doesn't, she doesn't like that. We, so do it. we don't do those Me things. So I, that's why mine was more. <laughs> so we'll die together doing yes. something crazy. What's going to happen. Um, and that's, 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 I could see that. But, uh, 
you were talking about, I did want to talk a little bit more about that because I actually thought of another thing, which is a little bit more of a serious, it's not serious, but if you were to get old, how would you die? Because you said you eat a lot of meat. So if we were to die of being older, what would be the cause of that? Because there has to be something that has to fail for you to die. So um i don't know maybe i just like give up on everything around me like society and that that's the cause you know it's actually i i think for me diet for sure absolutely because i have always been a meat and potatoes sort of guy um i actually just recently started eating salads mm-hmm. and they're not bad if if i can have some like chicken in it um but yeah I think mm-hmm. diet would be mine so probably something with my heart um, but I have a really good heart. Like my pulse crystal, <laughs> we took it. I don't know if I ever told you this one day when we were living at the apartment, she just like, I think she might've even been going through nursing school. And so like, she was taking my blood pressure and it was late at night. It was probably like eight or nine or something, which is late when you're in college. Um, my pulse was like 48 and she goes, that means you're either extremely fit or we need to get you to a doctor right now. So like my heart has never been overworked. My blood pressure's always been very good. I've been fortunate, and my my pulse usually is around on the average around sixty four. Um, so I know that I have a good heart, but I still think that what I've been putting into my body over the years is probably going to catch up to me. Um, so yeah, probably diet for me, or yeah, no, that's probably it. What about you? Yeah, that's it's really it, mine would be dieting as well. Um, I would say it's, it's mine would have to be some of my heart. Um, and that's because oh, yeah. of energy drinks that I still drink. I still I don't drink them as much anymore, but I still do drink them. And obviously, they're not good for you. Um, I eat a ton of sweets. Um, so yeah, I could see I, if I live to be older. And that's how I'm going to die is naturally. It's going to be from my heart be for from sure. My heart or I just thought about this. Maybe, maybe I never lose that adrenaline seeking edge, right? Maybe I'm like 70 and I see kids like skateboarding and I'm like, I can do a kickflip and then just like take it out and then just like bust my head. Maybe that would be it. Maybe like trying to do something that I absolutely couldn't. <laughs> Right, like maybe I'll go skydiving again. Just yeah, just never be able to recover. Or like try and try and like show off to Crystal because at that age, hopefully, I'm still trying to impress her and like try and jump over like a little foot tall like stair and just bite it. So I could see either of those being viable options. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I certainly hope that I get there one day. obviously i'm not going to know what's going to be the cause but you know uh, i don't know it's interesting to think about like all right what do i what am i doing now that's that could be a hindrance either later on or present you know because i drive a little bit fast on roads sometimes and in michigan we actually have to deal with snow so we'll have like feet of snow to drive through and that's always dangerous Mm -hmm. going to work there Um, but i'm not a bad driver i'm more scared about the other Mm -hmm. Other ones, yeah. That's that's literally, that's how I am too about driving. Is I can't see myself messing up or doing something, but I would be afraid because you hear a lot of the accidents where it's the other driver like did mm. something like ridiculous. It's like, oh my goodness, like yeah. that could be anyone that could die then because it's just that person. But uh, yeah. So you're 
That's one of your biggest fears. Yeah. Huh? Let's, let's rewind the tape back to where I said I don't like talking about it, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want I don't want to talk about how that's your biggest fear, but I do want to say make a point. I know um, what you're going. being that you're yep. a faithful person and you believe in God and you believe in Jesus. Why that then you really should not have fear of death at that point. If you do have fear of death, and that's this for anyone, if you, if that does something you fear, and it's hard not to fear it, but I really read the word, read the Bible, get that love that you know God has for you and the plan that he has for you, that no matter what happens, it's his plan. Then there's really no fear. There's no reason to be living in fear because he's already has a plan for you. And if you're doing yeah. what you need to do, then, then you should be, it's almost once you're, cause once you're, once you're dead I mean, you're, you've achieved what you want to achieve, especially if you are a believer, um, you're where you need to be. You're where you've always wanted to be. So it's yeah. the start. It, it it's the beginning. Me. I so, know, I mean, and I, and if you I think of like me, that, I follow the philosophy. Uh, but it still scares me. Um, there, there's a lot, and it's it's deep for sure for me. It's it's a very deep seated fear, and I don't mm-hmm. think I'll ever get rid of it. Um, but I know that like one of my biggest things was just hoping that all of my family can also go to heaven. And if they're not, you know, that's one of my biggest fears too. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, that's the yeah, now that's an understandable fear, 100%. And I have that fear every day. And that is a, that is an, I mean, that, that's a realistic fear that is for your loved ones because you know what you can do, but you can't make someone else do the right things yeah. and yeah. follow and the right things. You can't do it. Certainly. And one of there's the nothing you can me. do. Um, speaking of my pulse and my heart rate, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's spiking right now. Thank goodness I'm not on like BBC's radio's heart rate monitor because <laughs> I'd be going. But yeah, no, I think that we covered that enough. Thanks for thanks for changing that. Yeah, so let's go back. Maybe a brick like gets thrown out of a truck. I don't know. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I thought that that was kind of interesting and just a way to kind of lighten up what we've been discussing a little bit, um, you know, and, and kind of breaking that down into more manageable topics and, and bite-sized things that hopefully people can digest together because we know that I'm not digesting my vegetables. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what mine's going to be. It might be a shark. It might be a spider. That would be interesting if, if like a spider, like a brown recluse bit me and that, that was the, the cause of death. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm fairly certain that if I live to get old, it's either going to be my heart from my diet or trying to impress Crystal. <laughs> Failing. That would, that would be terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. I bet you I can get this scooter up to 15, babe. She's like, don't do it. There's cars. And I'm like, I got you. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I just lost the, the remaining audience members. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Well, if you guys have stuck with us through this, we, we greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Feel free to share your thoughts um, to our email, which is declamation of independence at gmail.com. And that's E N T S not E N C E. 
Um, Austin, we're getting towards the end of the episode. We've kind of talked a little bit about certain things, but what's one thing that you love and one thing that you hate right now? Um, I, I kind of already talked about what I love right now. Um, and that was how nice the, uh, a lot of these medical, um, workers are and how they're willing to help, um, just, uh, average individual, um, and help payment wise and just being there. That's what I love right now. I love how everyone's, um, uniting together and just being positive in times like this, um, same topic, of course. What I hate is uh, just, and I, I feel like I said this the last time, what I hate, it's the blaming one another on things and when things, it is the way it is and there's nothing you can really do besides try your best. I mean, there's nothing that's going to prevent this from happening, this whole virus from happening. So I just hate when a lot of people will just use it as like a political advantage, you know, it's ridiculous, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, hopefully sometime I will have a one that's not related to politics, things I love, things I hate. Yeah. It, it's hard not to, cause that's, those are the things I look at. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it'll be better. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something different for the next one where it's nothing to do I'll hold you to with it. politics <laughs> or sports. Okay. Uh, for Alrighty. me, Things that I love, um, similar to you, is, is the camaraderie of people right now. Uh, I think that one of the only ways that we're going to get through this is together. So everybody, if you know healthcare workers, if you have family members, you know, that might be affected, just check in with people, tell them that you appreciate them. Um, together, we'll make it through this. We'll get through this at, at some point. So, um, you know, just keep people in mind. And I, I, I do love the positivity that's going around and how people are actually starting to appreciate healthcare workers a little bit more now, which um, has always been deserved. Um, another thing just quick uh, that I love right now is the summer weather is coming in Michigan. Um, and I'm surprised heading back to your uh, one of the ways that you might die since you always lived in hot areas, maybe it's going to be like a heat stroke or something. Like if you stay in Texas or <laughs> in Florida, maybe it'll be, yeah. dehydrated. Yeah, get stuck outside. Um, but yeah, in Michigan, it's actually starting to be a little bit nicer. I don't know what it's, what the temperature is today, but I'm assuming it's probably in, it's in the fifties somewhere. So for us, that's going outside in a short sleeve shirt or maybe a long sleeve shirt, but coat is optional at this point. Um, so I'm looking forward to summer this year, and I hope that everything with the coronavirus gets squared away by then, because I would like to go, you know, to the lakes and um, do some things that are summer, summer activities. Um, things that I hate right now, you know, it's hard to say. I, I try to remain as positive as possible, but um, one thing that I dislike right now, I guess, is just being being cooped up in my house um i actually i've always been kind of a loner i i can talk to anybody but i don't i prefer to be in my house right like crystal or opposite she likes to like go out and do things and i'm like let's just watch netflix and uh so i never thought that me working from home i would have like the strong of feelings but i actually have pretty strong feelings towards working from home now like I don't like it I I need to get out of the house 
every now and again. And it's not just you're working from home. You're not allowed to leave. You know, you're not supposed to go to the store and you're not supposed to do things unless absolutely necessary. So I can't even like go and hang out with family members or whatever. So I kind of hate that right now, just being bottled up. Um, But one of the ways to get past that is through the podcast and the social interactions that we have. Um, Austin, why don't you tell the people where they can find this amazing podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, the Breaker app, Radio Public, uh, Spotify, uh, Pandora, and I know there's a few other ones as well, but those are the popular ones that people use. Um, If there's anyone that you use that we are on, let us know at the email that we provide in the details of our episode. Um, Also, you can have any of your questions go to that email as well. Um, I also created a Facebook page of the Declaration of Independence. So if you do have any questions, um, you can find that page on Facebook. Um, I also posted that poll question that we talked about. So if you do see that, go ahead and comment on there or email us um, what you think. And um, also the other question and um, offer that I had on that same post just below it so if you do have any questions just reach out to us and we'll get back to you um but again thanks for listening to our podcast and we'll see you next time